Welcome to Unexpected Turns. It is debilitating. Mm -hmm. I used to get up in the morning to go back to bed on the sofa because I was that exhausted. You've got to give yourself a fighting chance. No one's coming to do it for you. No. no one's coming to be your hero. You've got to be your own hero. No one's coming to get your shoes on. I'm brutal with what I have in my life. Hello, I'm Anne Divan, and welcome to our first actual in-person interview. Today, Julie and I are sat at my kitchen table with Chris Reeves. Beverly, however, is still in Wales. Chris is an instructor in the Royal Navy whose severe guilt led to depression and sheer exhaustion. Chris knew something had to change and during lockdown he did just that, becoming, as he puts it, his own hero. So, welcome Chris. Thank you very much for having me. Brilliant to have you here and this is our very first one in person. So, Good stuff. A bit nerve-wracking. We'll be all right, hopefully, on a lovely sunny day. Yeah, it's cracker day, isn't it? It's lovely here too, Chris. We've got lovely blue skies. Where about are you, Beverly? I'm in Abergavenny, which is sort of in the Brecon Beacon, South Wales. Yeah, I know it. I know Brecon, yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah, lovely part of the world, isn't it? Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I try and get up there as much as I can. A couple of companies want me to take them up there for a sort of weekend of mountaineering, uh, back mountain biking, gorge walking and stuff. So I'm going to take them up there and do some uh, challenging activities, team bonding and wellness with them for the weekend. Sounds incredible. I mean, I've got the first big question, first of all, Chris, is can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you started Win the Morning, Win the Day? Yeah, so I've been in the Navy for 21 years now, um, due to leave next year. I'm a physical training instructor by trade, uh, so my skill set is in the gymnasium and physical development for the trainees of who are coming through the gates these days. As you move up to sort of seniority, you get, take on a more managerial role, facilities managing and managing the physical trainers who are managing the trainees. So yeah. my hands-on stuff isn't as much as it used to be, which is not a problem. It gives you the chance to develop your leadership and management skills. As you can probably hear from Liverpool, uh, <laughs> move down here. Like my accent, Chris, no mistake in it, is it? Yeah, yeah, I am, you know, very proud of to be from Liverpool. I miss it a lot. It's a great place, to great people. Yeah. But I fell in love with being down here, and even when I leave the Navy next year, I'll be staying down here. I love it on the south coast. Okay. How long have you been down here? The I've been in the time? Navy 21 years. I've probably lived down here about 17 years. So was it because you were in the Navy that took you to Portsmouth oh, and yeah. then that you know, goes I, to the I, south coast? Yeah, it was. I've always So you can be Portsmouth-based or sort of Plymouth-based, wherever your ship is. And I was always Portsmouth and I just sort of fell in love with it, really. There's so much here and every time everyone comes down, family from up north and friends, they're like, oh, it's great on the south coast. Especially, yeah. You don't tend to come down too much in the winter, but, you <laughs> know, when it's the summer, you know, it's great down here. And there's so much to do and... You're an hour away, hour and a bit away from London, Brighton, Bournemouth, you know, Dorset, you know. Yeah, I'm well placed. And I, and I love it here, and, I, and I'm hopefully going to set up here for the next uh, 15 to 20 years before hopefully I move to Australia, but maybe we'll cover a bit of that. Oh, later. right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So at the moment you're in Navy accommodation. I am at the moment, yeah. And then when you leave, you'll have to buy somewhere later. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I live in a military accommodation, military housing at the moment. So when I leave next year, I'll move into my own place next year. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So you've really got quite a structured plan by the sound of it anyway. Um, it, it, it sounds like that. <laughs> it, it sounds like that. I, I think that every time I come up with a, a plan, it always sounds great, but it, I, I always deviate. 
you know, that's the exciting thing about life, isn't it? You just sort of roll with it and go, you know, this has happened, this has happened, this is where I am now. You know, I'm separated from my wife and I've got a little girl, I'm 40 next year. That's where I'm happy, I'm content like that, but who knows where life's going to take me, you know, who knows what, what I'm going to do. And I never sit here and say, I don't want to get married and don't want any more kids. At the moment, I don't. But who's to say that's going to change? And I'm yeah. never going to say such a sentence, like I'm never going to do that again because... Don't know. How can it change how I feel? No. One thing in life that you have, you can never change how you feel. You can never cut your emotions off. It's the one thing in life you, you is not in your control. That's right. If you said, love and Lola for an hour and I'll give you a million pounds. I go, okay. And then <laughs> wait for the money. You go, do you love her? And I go, yeah, love her. You know, uh-huh. you, can't, you can't switch emotions on yeah. and off. And mm-hmm. if something happens and I feel it, I'm going to go with it. And I'm not going to be so narrow-minded to say that I'm not going to go somewhere. At the moment, I'm really happy with what I'm doing and where I am and the people who are in my life. But if something changes and God knows I might end up anywhere in the world. I don't yeah. really. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have a plan, but I'll always deviate. And you have got a massive change next year coming. Yeah, I mean, huge, out of the Navy, yeah. haven't you, actually? Yeah, it's... Um, I don't like to use the word nervous, but... Um, Apprehensive, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I think even that's a bit too far, I think. I think when you have nerves, nerves, for me, I've always said you should embrace your nerves because nerves are energy inside your body which are ready to come out mm-hmm. as a positive or negative if you can't handle them they come out as a negative if you can it'll come out as something very positive and they make you prepare mm-hmm. nerves make you prepare but you know you've got a boxing fight in six weeks yeah. if you don't sit in your backside for the next six weeks you're probably going to get punched in mm-hmm. you know so let's go and prepare let's go and train let's go and spar and that's what I want to do now. I'm preparing to leave the Navy. I'm doing stuff. It's outside my comfort zone. I'm a safe physical trainer. I'm used to being involved in sport and doing and with people. But now at the age of 38, I've had to buy my first ever laptop. And that might seem a bit alien <laughs> to use, but I'm, I'm not an, I'm not a techie person. Yeah. Because a couple of companies have asked me to go in and teams to do talks and workshops about leadership management, coaching, mentor, and mindset, motivation. I'm now putting these workshops together, and it's, I'm well outside my comfort zone. Yeah. I've got a very good friend of mine, Dane Smallbone, who's involved in Win the Morning, Win the Day. He's um, my nerdy sidekick, uh, shall I say. We all need them. One, one mm. of the nicest men I've ever met in my life, the most beautiful humans I've met. A great husband, great dad. He had no idea how much... He means to me and uh, he really really assists me with stuff like that and he, he checks me and challenges me uh, but he, he's a great man to have and he, he has been and I hope I can keep him along with me for a long time to mm-hmm. keep me writing he helps me with the sort of technical stuff yeah and he sort of runs the website and yeah, he's a, a, a great man but yeah there are lots of changes coming and as I say I'm ready to embrace him I think I have but I've grown the Navy, but I've done my time. Mm. And uh, even if they offer me an extension, I think I'm ready to leave. I think I've got, yeah. in my opinion, I've got so much more to offer the world than what I can offer in the Navy. Mm. I think you're a little bit shackled from where you can go in the armed forces, in my opinion. For what I want to do, I'm not, not knocking the armed forces. I, I recommend anyone to go and join the Navy. It's been great to me. But for what I want to do and really affect people and look at change and how we can develop change, how we can transform good into great, I'm not able to do too much of that in the Navy. And I think I I, I, might, I will have a better effect uh, on the outside world. It's given you a really good background and experience, hasn't it, actually? And the people, the number of people you must have come across yeah. um, in your time in the Navy. To now take that forward and 
yeah. and use really yeah very diverse about actually speaking to one of my Fijian mates who I hadn't seen in ages but yeah you can have from growing up as a scout so you don't want to talk to anyone from Manchester yeah. you know you, you, that's the way it was but I've known some great lads who I remember my first day on a ship a lad called Johnny Fallon he he went how's it going our kids and I was like yeah all right <laughs> and he's like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, not on them. I'm just getting to me. You know, I was 17, 18. He's like, oh, well, we're going out. I'll pay for you. And I'm like, yeah, come on. And Ben's a civilian now, and he's doing well and what he's doing in there. But, you know, we looked after me and me and him have been made since. And that was, you know, that was 21 years ago. All the working class sorts of cities, I've sort of, I'm not saying I haven't connected with other people. You know, your Glaswegians, your Manchester, your Leeds, your... We all sort of were very similar. Yeah. You know, you clicked with them straight away, but, you know, as I say, Dane from down here, and you meet so many different people. Some have come from a working class background. Some have come from, you know, having a silver spoon in the mouth. And, you know, you're all sort of working towards achieving an aim and, and living together, you know, which is when you're away on a ship. You have to. You know, yeah. You know, it's, uh, you're and you think you go home and put EastEnders on or whatever you do in your evening. In, on a ship, you go down your mess and you're with the same people you work with all day and you go to bed, you wake up in the day and mm. it's uh, it's not for everyone, um, but, you know, I've had some of the best times. Uh, I've had bad times, but, um, yeah, I've, had, I've, I've been very fortunate to see uh, a lot of the world and being paid for it and I've met some great people and I've learned so much. Like, I think what you're alluding to there is, you know, you, you take who you are today is who you take things from. You know, yeah. you think... My mum used to batter me with a slipper. I'm not saying she did. She did, actually. But, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, if she's listening to this, she'll batter me again for saying that. <laughs> but uh, but I always think, like, you know, that I, I wouldn't battle all, but, you know, my mum my was up against, she had two other little kids and uh, my dad wasn't around too often and I wasn't exactly a choir boy, if you, know, you know what I mean? So um, maybe I deserved the slipper once or twice, but, you know, there's little things you pick up in your life and I like the way that person done that. I'm mm. going to do that. When that person done that, it made me feel like this. I'll make sure I never do that. And that's who mm. you are today. You just take little bits and you sculpt it. Yeah. And that's who you become. Yeah. So your day-to-day, has it started with a swim or a walk? My day-to-day at, at the moment, I, I walk every morning. If, if I don't have my daughter, um, I walk every morning just with my dog around the park. The morning thing is massive for me. Yeah. My morning routine's probably something that changed my life, really. When did that start then? When the morning, when the day started? Well, two years ago now. I keep missing out 21, 2020. But when did this morning's changing your life start? Probably when I started with the morning, when the day. Mm. It was, um, uh, I split up. With, I left my wife. And I was in a real bad place. I was diagnosed with clinical oh. depression. I was signed off work. And I was really, really struggling. Uh, I was under the, the Defence Centre of Mental Health. I seen psychiatrists. And it's something that um, I wasn't... I always knew... I think I'm difficult to talk about, really. I, I'm, but I'm happy to. I always knew that, you know, I, I was an extrovert. and the class clown in school. And one thing I love, and I see it in my daughter now, even though she's three, and sometimes I go, oh, God, she's going to be just like me. <laughs> I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy making people laugh. Yeah. I, 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 even at my own expense, I've got no problem with it. I just enjoy it. And um, it's, I just think Nothing it's the best it. thing ever. Yeah. And I was always first up on karaoke, doing this, doing that, doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. And there's a, a saying, this man goes to the doctors, and he says, um, I'm down, I'm depressed. I can't find any joy in anything I'm doing. 
um i just can't like get happy in anything i do and i really i, I don't know where to turn and the doctor turns around and says to him i've got the best remedy for you the great comedian and clown Puccellini is on tonight in town get yourself a ticket go and it'll cheer you up and the man turns around to him and says i am Puccellini." Mm-hmm. and like i really and you might have heard me boys boy shake a little bit yeah. when i said that it's because like that's me you know and my mum always says like i always worry about who picks you up when you're down but and i really struggled to find that um for ages mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of my how i pick myself up is and i've actually realized this probably a lot more over the last month is i get a lot from helping people yeah um this is the first time i've ever said this on any interview or any article that's been written is I get a lot of phone calls. So you'll get a lot of messages on social media. Yeah. And I always give my phone number out and I have a lot of phone calls and I meet a lot of people. Now I never tell anyone that because it's it's my business. Yeah. Um, but I do meet a lot of people, random people who have never met or I'll spend time on the phone too. Mm-hmm. I'll meet them for coffee. I should have shares in coffee, actually. Um, <laughs> go for walks with them, talk to them. And I just put my coach's hat on and just, like, listen to them. And people have come down to Win the Morning of the Day. I'll, I'll obviously not name any names. People have now involved in Win the Morning of the Day. I said it's changed my life. Other people who, who have contacted me in more severe circumstances mm. who are on the brink of doing something really bad. And I think if someone, uh, I had a phone call from a lad last week from his hospital bed who had just tried to kill himself and he reached out to me. And I think if I have created a platform where someone feels safe and fine and open to talk to me, then that is fine. Mm. And, and I have got a filter where I can deal with that. And like you might say, I don't know you listen to them stories, Chris, because I've been told some harrowing stories. Yeah. Harrowing stories about... I won't go into too much detail, but things that have happened in people's lives with children and family and wives and the girlfriends, the boyfriends and husbands. And my filter is, I don't, it doesn't affect me too much. I'm really conscious with how I listen to it and how I know it's a part of life. And I just want to be able to, and I never, ever give advice. I never give advice Mm. because... How can I give you advice when I never know what's going on in your head? Yeah. And I would never be rude to, to, to do that. I sit and I, I try and railroad you with questions. Like I'll say, what could you do? What are mm. you in charge of? And I'll always ask three questions. What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? And when are you going to do it? And they're the three questions I'll always ask people. Oh, I want to stop drinking. Okay, how are you, what, what do you want to do? You want to stop? How are you going to do it? I don't yeah. know. And people always say you don't know. And it's fine because... And it's my job, it's not my job, but it's what, I, what I try and do is try and say, so what are your options? Well, I could stop. Okay, but you've done that before. What happened last time? You, yeah. have, the same, you have the same process, you have the same outcome. Well, no, I've got willpower this time. Okay, did you have willpower last time? Yeah. Okay, so what could you do differently this time? Is there anyone around you? Well, my mate Mick doesn't drink. Okay, so could you speak to Mick? Yeah, good. Okay, okay, so when are you going to start? Well, I've got a wedding on Saturday. Got my daughter's Christmas next week, and then it's Christmas, and then oh, I'll go. You can have a million excuses of why you don't want to achieve your goal, but not one actual reason. Mm. So the platform that we've provided and and it's now, well, gone all around the world. Yeah. If people want to be safe enough to message me, I have absolutely no problem with that, and I will always do my utmost to spend time with someone and talk to them because I know that helps me. Yeah. 
and people might struggle to get their head around that. But I don't care if they do because I know how I work and the clown he needs picking up. That's how I pick, pick up my, by walking, by helping people. It makes me feel good. And I'm actually going to do a video very soon about this. Is the word egotistical? If you if I say you're egotistical, mm. everyone always looks at that as as a, a nasty word. I'm egotistical because why should I not feel good if mm. let's say I'm not saying there is a guy called John, but John turns around and goes, That really helped me today. That yeah. or a guy messaged me last night saying, Your post have really helped me over the last three months. Yeah, you know, X, Y, and Z happened in his life. Yeah. I really want to thank you. Why should I not feel egotistical about that? You know, and and I want to be in position in a year where I want to take my story, what I've done, where I've done it, how I've done it. And I want to take it into companies. I want to take it into people. And, and everything I'm doing now is for me 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I wish I knew these things and had the yeah. mindset that I had 10, 15 years ago because it wouldn't have put me through what I've gone through. But I don't regret anything I've done. I don't regret anything I've done. Now, I will be very honest with you. I got diagnosed with clinical depression. Yeah. My clinical depression was because of guilt. I cheated on my wife. No, I'm not proud of that at all. I had an affair. I slept mm. with another girl. That breaks my heart. She's the most amazing human I've ever met in my life. I ruined that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ruined that. Am I ashamed? Yeah. Do I regret it? I regret hating her. But and I, I would I take it back? Yeah. She honestly, she she's amazing. I, I was, I was, the nasty version of an egotistical. I'm allowed to swear on me. Divvy, let's call him a divvy. Yeah. You know and. I regret that so much, hair and hair. But what I've gone through and to the person I am today, I think if I carried on, I just would have went down another way. But it's made me a different person now. Mm. I'm not saying I'm the finished article. Yeah, I'm not the finished article. I've got lots of work to do. I still have traits I want to work on. I still have things I want to work on. But, you know, I've got a different goal now. I don't ever want to see my daughter think, like that of me do you know what I mean mm. like of what, what, I, what I used to be like so I'm glad I was the person I was because it chose me the person I never want to be so yeah. is there any going back as far as you know your wife would is this be a, this is different this, person is this a podcast or a blind date <laughs> um, I don't I don't work for that I don't I don't work for I hope she takes me back one day it's not that mm. I work for me yeah and whatever comes my way I work for my happiness and if my ha- my happiness is me on my own or me going w- with this person or he, it's just it really doesn't matter. It's it, I I don't I can't think like that. I can't think about no. other people's feelings. Uh, the only thing I get up for in the morning is me, and that might sound selfish, but if I don't function, others don't function around. Mm. Like it will affect Lola. Yeah. It will affect me mom. It will affect my family, my friends, my work. So my main focus when I get up is me. Mm. Oh. You can't work on empty, can you? You have to. Mm. I actually had that conversation with the yesterday. She had a, a hard week in work, and I said, You've got to put your own mac- oxygen mask on first before you put anyone else's on. True. You just can't. It's just... That's a good analogy, actually, yeah. isn't it? You've got to. It's just, it's impossible. Believe me, I've tried to do it. I know when I've worked on empty, and I've gone to help others, and it's really affected me. Mm. Really affected me. I'm really conscious about me on a daily basis mm. like, like, like I, I don't watch the news I don't watch anything like that I, I don't listen to anything like that with the news I don't follow anything on social media I think we all know there's bad stuff going on yeah. in the world right now it can't consume me mm. like my mum phoned me up on Friday petrified and I'm like 
you're watching that moment, it's petrifying you. Now you can't control it. So. Exactly. And, and, and it's just and it's the same with the you know, and I, I definitely don't want to get into this. The same with COVID as well. Exactly. Every time in the news, fear, 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 fear. I was never in fear. I was never worried. I was never, you know, and I, I, I am really, really sorry. Anyone who's been affected by it, it's horrible. But it's, I just think the media is fear mongering. And that if it works for you, fine. If it, I just take anything about me like that doesn't serve me. Mm. And, and that's the way I, and some people might say that's narrow minded. And you, oh, but if things are going on in the world, you need to know why, why do I? Yeah. Getting back to win the morning, win the day, how did that actually come about? You said you set it up um, because you were depressed and it's completely changed. Organising your morning routine has completely changed what we do. What what made you come up with this? So it's during the first lockdown, there's a, a guy called Wayne Godwin, Wagatorus. He's a, you need to have a look at him. He's a great bloke, ex-professional rugby league player. He was in his garden every morning doing his workouts. Like scream at the camera going, when you're morning, when you're day. And I'm like, all right. I love that saying. And I messaged him, said, I love that saying. I said, I'm, I'm robbing that. <laughs> and he went, oh, you can rob it. I robbed it off uh, Jesse Senelafeu, who's a guy who is playing for Featherston now. He's playing for Cast Tigers. And I messaged Jesse, Jesse and said, like, oh, but this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is what it's all about, man. He went, you went, take it, take it. So I went up to Liverpool. Uh, I can't remember what I was going up for. And I went to see my best mate, John. And I was said to him, I love this saying. He went, oh, you need to listen to this podcast called uh, The Legged Podcast uh, with Andy Grant, who was an ex-Royal Marine who got blown up in Afghanistan and lost a leg. Now, leg it in Liverpool means, like you say, can I borrow a £10? I go, leg it. It means, like, do one. Yeah. And then he sort of put that together, losing his leg, and he made The Legged Podcast. And he's done some really good things, Andy, uh, with his podcast. And um, he had a guy on, and me mate John said, you need to listen to this one with Mark Scano. Mark's really honed his personal skills and mindset, and he's doing some really great things in Liverpool. And uh, the way he talks and that was was brilliant. And one of the things he said in the podcast, I was driving back down from Liverpool to Portsmouth, was, you know, you see someone doing something, and you go, I like that. That's great, that. Go and talk to them. What's the worst he can do? He can tell you to get lost. And if they tell you mm. to get lost... You haven't lost nothing, but you might just go. Do you know what? This is what happens. Yeah. Here's a pearl yeah. of wisdom. And, I th- and you went, just drop your ego. Get rid of your ego. So what? And so I was like, yeah. And they were doing a thing, uh, the ultimate morning on Crosby Beach, where they were having hundreds of people on the beach doing like exercises, oh. yoga, meditation, jumping in the sea. So I messaged Mark. We swapped numbers and we had a call. And I said, look, this has really inspired me. This I want to start something like this down south. And he was like, Scouts are doing this down south. This would be brilliant. He went, the world needs stuff like this now. Chris, do it. Mm. Do it, mate. So I went back down south. Met me mate, Dan Turner. Dan Turner runs Bootcamp UK in Gosport. I used to do some training there for him. He used to be one of the trainers. And he, he sat down. He went, yeah, just do it. He went, Even if it's just me and you on Friday morning in our buddy smugglers, we'll get in and do it. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I set an Instagram thing up and a Facebook page. First week, there was like 60 people there. Yeah. At half five in the morning. Next week, there was 140 people. We were like, wow, this is crazy. And then my mate Freddie was coming. And uh, he said, oh, I'm not over this side. I'm over Porto next week, but I'll FaceTime you from South Sea and I'll do one. So we're all walking down. He's FaceTiming us. So I'm like, why don't you just do one? Over South Sea, I'm not as confident as you. 
said, don't have to worry about that. You just stand there and say, mm-hmm. welcome to everyone. It's all free. You don't have to worry. Yeah. So he's like, get all right. And then that happened. Dan Appleby messaged me. He lives in Hale Island. I want to set one up in Hale Island. Okay. Then Bournemouth, then Surrey, then Manchester, then Leeds, then Cumbria. And then it's the, yeah, it's and Dubai and yeah, yeah. There's, been, there's, 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 there's been they've happened all over the world, yeah, 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 Dubai, South Africa, America. How did you feel, Chris, when all those people turned up on that first one? I think the first one, I was like, all oh, right, okay, great. I was like, just in shock. I think the second one, I actually got a bit of a lump in my throat, just thinking, like, I can't believe all these people want to get out. And this is when we were all in like proper lockdown, you could only go out an hour in a day and all that, yeah. You know, I was just like, this is, this is mad. Mm-hmm. And then I, was, I just sort of thought, oh, I need, I've got, I've got, I've got something here. I really want to drive it. And then one thing we've never done is we've never, ever contacted any media. We've never mm-hmm. contacted anyone. And next thing, BBC have called mm-hmm. us and said, come have a message us, said, can we have a phone call? I'm like, yeah, we want to come down and cover what you do. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And that BBC article went out and it went, big then yeah then yeah. we would get a message from all over the world and we'd on the local newspapers and the radio stations and then um i think november this year we there's like a double page spread in the guardian yes yeah, yeah i saw the girl who'd done the article in the guardian i picked it up from a hotel in the morning and it was really rough that day i said listen i said you don't have to get in with us you know i said it's going to be rough today she said no no i'll be fine i said okay she's come down and we we're getting in and i was like oh god this is <laughs> this is rough he got in the water. Next thing I just seen her get belted by a wave. And oh, I just, no. She loved it. She loved it. And then the article landed and then it was wow. huge. Well, I, had, I had over a thousand messages easily in, in, on my own personal account in the week. And it was, uh, Gosh. yeah, it was mad. But, you know, some lovely messages, you know, and then got invited on national radio in Australia, national radio in America. All I want to do now is stay consistent with it and, mm. you know, I post every day in the week. I don't really post much of the week and that's a bit of me time, really. And I post just something that I've read or seen. The best coaches are the best thieves, mm. you know. So, you know, there's someone I'm like, oh, I like that. And I, I always say I'm stealing this because it's not just the world according to Chris Reeves. I haven't done too many videos lately. I've been a bit quite quiet and, and um, I've done a little video yesterday. It's just only me in the drive-thru for McDonald's. Sure. And I was just saying, like, it was great yesterday morning. It was the, we had the first bit of sunlight we've yeah. had for months. Mm. And it was so beautiful down there. I was just buzzing because I've seen everyone. And I was like, I'm treating myself to a little McDonald's drive-thru uh, for me, little cheeky <laughs> Friday. But you must feel very proud, Chris, of what, of what you've achieved. Yeah, um, yeah, I do. But I always caveat that when people ask me that, I always caveat that with, I am very proud of what everyone's done for it all the leaders across the uk and around the world who've stepped up and led one even if they've just led one and they haven't been able to do anymore you know and, and the people around me who support me i don't think anyone who's been involved in win the morning win the day I, even as just as someone who comes down have any idea of how they help me mm. what i said to you is about at the start is about mm. i get my sort of fix from helping people the message is like is that egotistical yeah i don't care I don't earn any money from it. I've never earned a penny off win the morning, win the day. You know, like T-shirts, and we've sold a couple of T-shirts. That's gone back in and, mm. you know, it's not a, a massive business where I'm going to, that might change in the future, <laughs> but with it, there is plans. But I say I'm proud. I am proud of everyone who's involved in it and, and, and I want them to realise how much they help me on a daily basis. And I really mean that. 
I'm proud of what we've done so far, but I feel like we're only about 5% into what I want Win the Morning to be. Mm-hmm. I want a holistic wellbeing centre for self-development in Gosport of Portsmouth, based around cold water immersion, based around uh, the community and people getting out, working with people with addictions, people who've got criminal records, Alcoholic Anonymous, uh, drop-in mm-hmm. centres, workshops for young business entrepreneurs. I don't know where there's anywhere like that. No. You know, and Zoe Huggins, who's the Deputy Mayor of Gosport, you know, we spoke about it, and in Gosport there's not much place to build. And she's like, you know, you wanted to build in such and such place to be pushed push back from uh, residents. And I said, well, if they want to push back, I'll tell them that Gosport and Portsmouth are in the top 10 obesity levels in the country, top 15 crime rates in the country, top 20% in unemployment in the country. So if you'd have the same process, you'd have the same outcome. If, if we have a different process, we put these places in, like this Holistic Wellbeing Centre for Self-Development. Mm. We get the NHS to start prescribing people to come down there and join in the programme, which is currently being written by myself. When people are signed off work for two months with depression and yeah. given antidepressants, they're just sat there. Yeah. I so, want them to come, sorry, I want them to come to us to one day a week and do this programme. What we're writing at the moment is like, you know, just about goal setting, mindset, morning routine, the links between physical and mental health, mm-hmm. you know, motivation, yeah, accountability, the stuff that you don't learn in school. Where's the help? No, it's just like, you know, here's your painkillers, here's your antidepressants, have a month off. After a month off with your mind like this, you know, I want people to know you're not your own mind. You are in charge of your mind in your mind. I think it's, ne- it's needed, Chris, as well. I mean, there's a huge an epidemic isn't there in mental health as a result of of the pandemic definitely you know yeah for sure and we all know about the great sort of benefits of of getting out there and looking up and nature on our well-being and our mental health but also I think it's it's so important social contact as well because I think the isolation for people and the impact of that was huge what you're doing I think this holistic approach is 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 very much needed you know I think the, the current mission statement for Win the Morning, Win the Day is to reconnect people with each other and nature because mm. people have been so used to being disconnected, being isolated. And it is a scientific fact. Humans need affection, touch, yep. connection. You know, it is, it is part of It's in our soul. We need it. And people have been yeah. absolutely, had that ripped from under the feet for the last two years. That's true. This is why... We put these events on. We have a Friday morning meet at Stokes Bay and we have a Wednesday evening meet as well. And the first Wednesday of the month, we, we do a little barbecue there where everyone brings their own food. Great. It's like the feed of the 5,000. So if you forget something, there's always someone who brings some extra and we all bring it down. We're doing a big food bank collection this week as well. Yeah. Went down the food bank this week and uh, it's one of them, isn't it? I mean, use my, I, I always say I'm going to put something in I'm going, and I forget. It's just life. And because I've done that, I was like, I need to go down and sort something. So we're going to do a big collection down there. So everyone's going to bring the food for us to eat, but everyone's going to bring some food for the food bank. And I'm going to take it down there for them as well. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, some good. of the statistics that were coming out of the, the volunteers down there, uh, it was shocking. Yeah. You know, they feed over 5,000 people a year with no funding from the government. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just all people dropping stuff in. And it was mm. difficult to, to take all that in the other day and, I just thought, you know, we can make a make a small impact on that. They said the drop-offs have, have never been so few and the demand's never been so high. Yeah. And I'm not a mathematician, but we know that means we need to do something about it. And I won't go too much into 
politics and stuff like that. No. But there's never been as many billionaires in the country and there's never been as many food banks. It doesn't quite make sense to me. No. You've built some strong links now with the food banks local to you there. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Well, no, not hopefully. Yeah, we have now. So hopefully going to get a good collection. I think we're going to do that once a month now. There's lots of little ideas that we want to do with the community. And I think it's just going to be a case of watch this space. And, you know, there's a couple of places that have asked me to go in and do some talks, like the, the Armed Forces Veteran Support Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, when I went to Food Bank, there's an, an addiction clinic. They want me to go in and do a talk there. You know, it's like no problem. You're like, oh, we don't don't know how much they'll be able to pay. And I'm like, no, I don't need paying for that. So do you hope that the other areas that are doing the the whole swim thing in the mornings will end up mirroring what you're doing as far as these extra things? Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of, I mean, some of the leaders we've got around the world world in the UK are great people and they do their own little things as well. And um, that's one of the things I want to talk about to them. You know, I always say, Whatever you want to do down there, you do. You know, this is just our blueprint. This is what we do. We do a two-mile walk. We do a little minute silence. We get in, we get out, we have a coffee. And know other places they do workouts, other places they do cake mornings. And I just leave them at that because mm. it, I think what I want to do over the next couple of weeks is speak to them all and just say, you know, this is what we're doing. Might be something good for you. And, and the thing is with it as well is when you say it's good PR, it's good PR it's not like, oh, the more people get down, the more money we're going to make because we're not making any money. Mm. But the more people who know about us, the more people who are going to come down and it could, I'll say, yeah, it could change the life. You well, know. also, I think having looked at your website and everything, you've got the links to the other organisations yeah. that would be supportive to anyone mm. who is in a difficult position. Mm. And, and I mean, I looked and thought, oh, I've never even heard of that one particularly. And yeah. so I think even if somebody just goes down one of those routes, it's helped, hasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing I always say to anyone who's ever contacted me. You know, I'm not a counsellor. I'm mm. just a bloke. I'm just a, some scallywag from Liverpool. <laughs> I might have these qualifications in mindset, culture, mentor and whatever, but mm. I'm not going to be able to give you the magic pill. I, I always have in my back pocket, and I mean that physically, I always have like the numbers for all these lines for people you ever go meet someone. I would say that this is what, or if someone's in a media danger yeah. I will, you know luckily i've never had that uh, but I, I will say you know you need to call and i would i would call the police or ambulance mm. service you know it's never come to that but i always have them numbers for and the websites for various different ones for them to go and talk to and there's, there's some good ones out there mm. well there's certainly more than i realized actually yeah yeah but you need to be signposted to those things don't mm. you at that right moment yeah by somebody who knows yeah that's all i do and as I said to you before, I never give anyone any answers mm. because, and I never say, well, this is what I've done. This is way for you. I tell people in general what I've done with my morning routine. And because if I say I get up in the morning, I have an avocado and raw eggs and this and that and yogurt. And then you go, <laughs> well, that doesn't work for me. Well, fine. Yeah, we'll find out what works for you. Find out what your morning routine is. You know, when people say, oh, I haven't got time. And I always call both on that and say, no, no. And don't get me wrong, some people are really busy. Mm. You know, single mums, single dads. But I will say there's always time. If you want something bad enough, that there's always time. And look, I can say this because I've been on the other end of the spectrum of pointing the finger at the world. Oh. You know, and going, oh, well, this, me, me, this one. When you point your finger, mm. there's always three pointing back at you. Yeah. So when the three point back at you, you check yourself and go, oh, I feel really crap. 
well, have you been drinking loads this week? Have you been smoking drugs mm. or have you been walking? Have you been sat in the house? Have you done nothing? Have you had rubbish all week? Well, guess what? You're going to feel like that. So don't point your finger unless you've got all these ones clean because I've done it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel really, really crap today. Why? Oh, I was on the air all weekend. Like, yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, and I had, I had a bust up in work. I didn't finish this in work and I got shouted at. You know, and then I spent this money on armskins. You know, so get mm-hmm. these fingers clean. I do a little workshop with people and I get them to write down everything they can do for free that can develop their mental well-being on a daily basis. People like walking, dog walk, gratitude, journaling, spending time with friends, mm-hmm. making sure I'm in the outdoors, hydration, boom, 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 come up with a big list. And I then I say, don't come to me or don't come to someone and say, oh, I'm really down if you're not ticking all them off. Yeah. You've got to give yourself a fighting chance. I totally believe in depression in mental health and anxiety. It is debilitating. Mm-hmm. I used to get up in the morning to go back to bed on the sofa because I was that exhausted. Yeah. I really believe in it. But what I'm saying is you've got to give yourself a fighting chance. You And I'll tell you now, no one's coming to do it for you. Mm-hmm. No one's coming to be your hero. You've got to be your own hero. Oh. You've got to be your own hero. No one's coming to get your, get your shoes on, go and search for a new job, go and tell your missus that you're later because you need to leave her. Or, you know, no one's coming to say, don't spend that money, don't take that drug, put that pint down, get out for a walk, come and walk the dog, mm-hmm. gratitude journal. No one's doing it. You've got mm-hmm. to go. And that's the hard thing about life. And sometimes people just can't realise it. And the reason I can talk so abruptly, and I, I am probably being a bit abrupt there, but I don't really care because... I wish someone it's had said honest. that to me. Yeah. You know, and, and because I was like, I was like, oh, I'm this and that. Because I was an idiot. Mm. Some days, I, I, you know, if I've, I'll be like that. But then I'll be like, get the dog, I'm going out. Boom, get my podcast on, get this on, get that on, call me mate, call this. And I have a couple of, I have a, a very small circle of people who I will phone. I call it, we keep each other sharp. Iron sharpens iron. And like, yeah. and it's, and we'll call them, we'll check in now. Like these mates will challenge each other. You know, it's, if you surround right. yourself with modern dogs, you know, you're never going to develop. Mm. You sit there, oh yeah, that's so great, that's so great. Never going to develop. Don't work for applause that makes you stand still. Work for feedback that makes you develop. My mate Dan Fallon told me that saying, I love that saying. Yeah, I like mm. that saying. Yeah. And like you mentioned already, the um, physical downside for some people as well. And then that can be a vicious circle, can't it? So I think you're right getting somewhere like you've got this vision for in gospel or wherever it might end up being can promote other things rather than yeah, of course. The, the mental health leads on to the physical health. Yeah. And so that can lift people in other ways as well, can't it? Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, I'm not going to go into the science of it. When you're moving, the endorphins, your head's mm. clear, fresh air, vitamin C, it's, it's all the good stuff and it's free, mm. you know, and, and there's always time. Like people say to me, like, oh, I haven't got... I'm, I go, give me your phone. And I look and I go, you're on Facebook for 45 minutes yesterday. You're on Instagram for an hour. You're on WhatsApp for an hour and a half. But you haven't got time. I have social media for win the morning, win the day. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't have social media. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me mm-hmm. to say that because I want people to be on our social media. But what I would say is, you know, your product, your environment. As I said to you before, I don't watch mm-hmm. the news. You know, I don't let that affect me. And if there's someone on my feed who's like posting stuff, I, I will just take it off. I'll just delete it. Because if you knock it out with nine idiots, don't be surprised when you become the tenth idiot. If you knock it out with nine positive people, guess what? You know, same with alcoholics. 
you're not gonna yeah. you know you've got that mate well we just have a quick pint but you know every time you go out with them you end up on a bend and you come home two days later probably don't want to go around knocking around with him again and it's uh, i cut my dad out my life last year i told my dad i never want to talk to him again i had to have that phone call with my dad because i won't have that in my life anymore i'm brutal with what i have in my life i'm really really cut out with it to the to the extent where i had to phone my own dad up and tell him i won't be speaking to him again he'll have nothing to do with his granddaughter no, because I, I won't, I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of it. But, but what he gives my life and what he's given it has been so detrimental to me that I've had to cut that out. And that's difficult. And if I can do it with my dad, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. the dad's only that's son. Tough. Yeah. You know, don't, don't tell me you can't do something. Now, I might come across a bit harsh there and a bit like brutal, but life's tough. So do you life's think that. being like that to him, though, would make him change? It, that, that's not my that's not no. my business my business is me and Laura other people's opinions of me is none of my business mm. would it make him change I just want to say the first thing that comes to my mind then is saying I don't care mm-hmm. you're asking me as, as a overview of him no it won't make him change he's too far in his ways mm. and I think just to caveat that saying as well you know other people's opinions of me is none of my business it's a great saying but it's very hard to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sat here going, well, I don't care what anyone says because it's because of it. You know, I'm a yeah, human. Exactly. I'm a human. And, you know, but what I will say is, uh, I think it's uh, that there's, uh, someone famous said it. If you've got a problem with me, call me. If you haven't got my number, then it shouldn't be a problem for you. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the great. So if someone's listening to this and they go, well, I think he's a bit arrogant that, and, they, and I don't know them or he's, he's a bit too cutthroat. It's not really an issue. If it's me mum, I will be gutted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. of course, all my mates said, I thought you'd come across a bit like this or that. I'll, I'll be, of course, I'm going to take it. So it's very easy to say other people's opinions is none of your business. But, but you when know, you it, care it, it's, about it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not the reality. But in general, all you can do is be like, okay, well, there's not many things that affect me anymore. I read a statistic that scientists believe that only 10% of what happens around you is responsible for your happiness. The other 90% is your mindset. And that's where I think I've developed. Now, I'm not saying I'm 90, 10. I might be 70. But, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is that's where I feel I'm powerful these days as opposed to where mm-hmm. I used to be. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me have quite a happy life, really. Quite a normal, happy bloke. So at this point, you're feeling quite content with the way yeah. things are and, and, I, and I, just to lead on to antidepressants I take antidepressants I fought that for years and I was like no nah. with the stigma around it I was like no nah, not happening no nah. and I wouldn't then every time I get good again I'd crash mm. something would happen boom from then and Dane was on it he's like mate he said honestly I tried them it was really good and then I was like okay so then I tried them I was like right okay and I felt great and then because I, I felt great I was like I'm getting rid of them guess what happened you crashed yeah and then, yeah, same again. I just before, I think it was November last year, I got to the same place again. I was like, feel great, got rid of them, crashed. And for me now, I just don't care. I'm, as in, like, I don't care if I take them for another year. Don't care if I take them for the rest of my life because it's not having a, a physical effect on me. And if I have to take them for the rest of my life, to, you know, there's some high functioning, very successful people around the mm. world you know, mm. who, famous people who take them on a daily basis. And I think, do you know what, so what if I have to take them? 
Now, people might have their opinions on that. I'm happy to discuss it. But it's like that saying, everyone's got their own map of the world and you should respect that. For me now, it works for me. I feel good. I feel content. I've got a lot of work to do, still do on myself. I've got to stay consistent. I've got to stay focused. And I've got to keep remembering me why. And uh, they're the things that are keeping me all right. But the, the medication definitely helps me. And if there's anyone listening to this who's thinking, like I was thinking, all I'd say is just give it a go because it's helped me and I'm the most stubborn mm. person when it comes to stuff like that. that the, the bad egotistical side, physical trainer, you know, and yeah. the raw you I'm not it, you know, and I've had to peel that eagle back a bit, pull him in and just go, come on. And yeah, it's helped me. Good. Yeah, it really has helped me. Yeah, no, and I, I don't know how long, you know, I've just said to myself, I'm giving myself this year on them. And if it gets to the end of this year, I go, yeah, let's just carry on. Or let's stop. I, I don't, as I say, I'm not narrow-minded enough to say, this is how my life's going to be. I'm happy just to roll with it. I've got little plans like Australia and stuff like that. 15 to 18 years, I want to be open a holistic wellbeing centre for self-development, the win the morning, win the day centre on Bondi or Fuji or Manly Beach. <laughs> I give us a shout for the opening, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I don't know about paying for your flight. Get that. Give us a shout. <laughs> so, Pat, come to the bus for one first. Perfect. I'll pay for your taxi for that. <laughs> I'm driving myself. Okay. <laughs> it sounds quite amazing. Why Australia is that? My heart's in Australia. I've been there three times. And I just love the balance they've got between work life. I think here, a lot of people live to work where they work to live over there. Yeah. I love the sport over there. Yeah, yeah, it just, just like really got me. I just like love it. I just think I love, yeah, I've always wanted to every time. Since I went, first time I went there, I, as soon as I got home, I applied for the Australian Navy to see if I could go over. And they weren't taking trainers, instructors on at the time. And the reason I say 15 to 18 years, because Lola, you know, I wouldn't leave Lola now. So in 15 years, she'll be, 19, yeah. 18 years, she'll be 22, 21, 22. And, and then I can just say to her, right, this is where I live. If you need a flight, phone me, I'll pay for your flight. And you can come over anytime you want. <laughs> you know, yeah, she'll be a big girl. And hopefully, mm. I don't know what she'll be doing. Hopefully a cage fighter or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Cage fighter or ballerina, one of the two. Oh, that, yeah. 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 They couldn't be more apart, could they? Yeah, yeah. The two Yeah, so that's the, I don't say dream because... Sometimes dreams don't come true, but that's the goal. I've just set a company up called the Performance and Wellbeing Coach, where I want to go into businesses and do a consultation and say, what can we work on your business and deliver these workshops on stress management, chimp management, emotional intelligence, coaching, mental leadership management, mindset, mm. being the CEO of your own happiness, taking them out, taking them on wellness weekends to Wales, just writing something at the moment about how to set up safe and open environments to discuss mental health in the workplace mm. a lot of places need that now and I'm, definitely um yeah definitely yeah you know what i'll say there might be a book coming out this year as well mm. yeah. is that you writing the book or yeah someone no no i've been i got approached by a fairly well-known company i wrote the proposal for the book that goes to the publishers they say yes or no and then yeah and if they say no do you know what i might go okay well i've got a little bit of a I've got yeah. a taste for that there and it was um it was quite moving really i'm not really a crier to be honest with you and i'm not saying that to sound tough i'm just not i just don't really 
my mum will tell you that even the, the slip of hands I got um, she, I still didn't really cry when I was younger I just didn't I was in Liverpool and I, was, I got to the last chapter of the proposal and I just broke down in this coffee shop I actually broke down I had this cap on actually I just pulled my cap down I was just sobbing uncontrollably it was like the reason I'm doing the book is for Chris 10-15 years ago I don't want to sign well scientists can't pick it up I don't want a top-level coach, scientist, psychologist, psychiatrist to pick this book up and go, wow, this is groundbreaking, because it's not. It's just for your average Joe or your average Jenny to pick up and go, oh, I like the way he's thought about that. Or I like that analogy. Do you mm, know, and, and yeah. oh, he done this. And another thing about pointing the finger, make sure you get mm. all these things ticked off. Don't come and say, I'm in a bad place. If you're not ticking all these things off, life is tough. About being your own hero. No one else mm. has come to be a hero. And it's just that. It's just a little like self-help book. I don't want it to be a massive book because this book for me oh, 10, yeah. 15 years ago, and I wouldn't have read a big massive book. It's for your average Joe, average Jenny, who's going through the mill. And the last chapter just said, I'm writing this book for three people. I'm writing it for 13-year-old oh. Chris who would never envisage that I'd be able to write a book. I'm writing it for Chris in 10 years' time who says, well done but you need to stay focused and you've still got lots of work to do and you need to be consistent. Keep choosing you. And the last person I'm writing it for is Lola, who can just turn around one day and say, my dad did that. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to write it, yeah. Yeah, I think that could get tears from anybody, really. (laughs) The thought of... um, Absolutely. And it shows what's important to you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said this to Dane, there's two days in your life that's important. The day you're born, the day you realise where you're born. And I just feel like that's where I am. I just feel like I've got something to impact the world with. Mm. And I genuinely do want to impact the world with it. I think mm. my friend Nocker, he's got a podcast called The Gift of Being Broken, which is coming out soon. He's just climbed Kilimanjaro in a wheelchair. He's got MS, an ex-physical trainer, and he's a great bloke. And the reason he wanted to get me on his podcast, mm. he said, that's what you've got. Yeah, you were broken, and then you give this gift, and it's like, that is it for Lola, yeah, and for the other two, yeah. Mm. That's that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I, and I want it, I genuinely want, like I'm saying, I, I want these programmes to be put in the NHS. I want them in the national curriculum. Mm. And I, I haven't been in school for a long time, but I remember, didn't know nothing about my mind. No. Yeah. I, well, I didn't know nothing about my mind until two and a half years ago. I did, but, you know, and I, I, as I say, no, I want, I want to make, I want to make an impact. And there's another thing, I listened to the, a video I listen to it nearly every morning, mostly when I'm getting ready or on my way to work. And it says, when you're on your deathbed, no one remember what you had. No one remember what you gave them. No one remember what car you had. The only thing they remember is how you made them feel. So true. Like I told you, last year I stopped talking to my dad. So imagine how he's made me feel. Mm-hmm. So if something happened to him tomorrow, that's how I feel. I would be petrified if Lola ever spoke about me the way I talk about my dad. And... That's my thing every day, you know. Mm. I'm over the top with saying, like, have a nice day to people, like, good morning. Mm. Probably a bit annoying sometimes when I see people who are walking. Even if I see someone, like, with a different haircut, I always, like, go over the top and go, that is really cool. You don't know what someone's going through each day. I'm not saying, like, I'm, like, the Dalai Lama. I'm not. I'm I'm still Chris. I'm still, like... when I say got a little horrible side, you know, I've still got, I'll still be funny and take the mickey out my mates and be like nasty, you know what I mean? Like, but 
I'm not saying I walk around on cloud nine, like I'm I'm not. But when I can, I, yeah, and it gives me so much back, and it just helps me. Like I talk to people who I haven't talked to in a year, and they don't recognize me because I, I just I've, I've had to change for me. And this is really strange. I've never said this stuff out loud. So honestly, I really appreciate this. And I never, I wasn't nervous coming here, but I think I got nervous on the way here. I had me nervous about here, and, I, and then I was starting thinking about some of the things. And this has been like, no matter where this goes, even if you don't publish it, this has been like amazing for me. Like I feel like, I feel a little bit emotional, but I feel, I feel, um, I feel like really like relaxed and and, and chilled. Like feels like it's just been like a. Honestly, mm. I really appreciate you having it. Um, it's been great. Thank you. Well, you sound you sound very relaxed and and chilled. Yeah. You don't sound nervous at all, and we feel quite emotional listening to it all as well. Well, well you're very easy to listen to, to be honest. Oh, thank and you. Things that resonate with me, and I think the others mm-hmm. as well. So, a book perhaps that you'd put together would would also resonate with people. You'll have and... to brush up on your scouse though, because it's in scouse the book. I have a brother-in-law that's scouse. All right. Okay. So, yeah. um, Good. And I can't understand him either. <laughs> <laughs> I only knew one Christopher Reeve Superman before this, but I know another one now. Yeah, Superman. <laughs> it's been amazing. Thank well, you for um, opening our eyes to something that's different mm-hmm. and that we can take forward, really. Yeah, I Things really appreciate it. Honestly, it's, it's been... I think I'm going to sack my therapist, actually, and come back here. <laughs> this is the first podcast I've ever been invited on. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. Oh. I, I didn't think I'd speak as freely as I spoke today, but I think one of the biggest things for me is I can't sit here and tell you I'm, I'm an angel because I'm not. Mm. I've done some bad things, you know, I've, I've heard people and, you know, just them words there, that's, that's my stomach is turning thinking about the things I've done and, you know, just, just got to be better than yesterday each day. That's all I do each day, just be better than yesterday. And, uh, drive forward and yeah. then keep that why in mind for everyone if anyone listening is struggling find your why mm. find your why if you haven't got a Lola I was going to say you've got a man but give her back after two minutes <laughs> she's a lunatic but you know um, f- find your why find your why once you find it you- you'll never have an, a-, a misdirection again as long as you keep that why in the forefront of your mind and I do have that why there I have it for Chris 13 years old Never envisaged I'm talking in front of people being on a podcast. Well, you didn't know what a podcast was then, but right. you know, doing doing these things and being on the telly and stuff like that. Then kissing ten years and Lola, they, they're my why, and I keep them strong in the forefront of my mind. I actually feel so inspired just just saying that to you now. And this today is like made me feel inspired because oh. I've got no plans the rest of the day, and I'm thinking now I'm going back to get my laptop. I'm going to do a session in the gym. I'm going to get writing again. Yeah, that's uh, thank you for having me. It's been amazing. Well, I think Lola is a very lucky little girl. Yeah, thank you. And I think there'll be a, you know, once this goes out, I'm sure there'll be lots of questions for you. It'd be great to talk to you sometime in the future. Oh, anytime. Yeah, I'd love to, if there's anything anything like that you need me to do, I'd I'd jump at the chance. Thank you very much. Been a pleasure. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Debbie. Thank you. Been really enlightening. I really appreciate that. Huge thanks to Chris for joining us today, actually in person, and huge thanks to all of you for listening. As Chris says, you have to be your own hero. If you need any help or support with any of the things talked about, please do look at the show notes. And do feel free to join Chris at any 
Win the Morning, Win the Day session. All the details are in our notes. Chris will be coming back on the show to answer any questions, so please do feel free to contact us. Thank you again. Our next guest, Les Morales, will be joining us from Santa Barbara, California. And much as we would love to be joining Les in person, that won't be happening, unfortunately. So till next time. Bye.